Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Hands podcast. Today, we are so excited to have Michelle Doran, nurse practitioner and also allergen trainer and the owner of three amazing med spas in Massachusetts, RN Aesthetics. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, same here. I know you've been kind of going back and forth for a few months and I'm like, yes, we have her on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, so basically, you know, I really want to um, kind of start with, you know, just tell us a little bit about, you know, your medical background and where your passion for medicine really started. So I'm a nurse practitioner. I got my nursing um, degree from UMass Amherst in 96. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to New York City when I was 21 by myself, and I did a one-year intensive nurse internship program. Um, and then I came back after a year because I missed Boston, and I started working at the Brigham. Yes. Um, you know, when I was little, I wanted to be a veterinarian, and because mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm surrounded by animals right now. I have three <laughs> at home. Um but my father should have been a guidance counselor because he kind of helped pick out the careers for myself and my two older brothers based on what he knew from mm -hmm. us. And he would always tell me that I should be a nurse practitioner. And this was, you know, 25 years ago before that was even a term. Yes. But he knew because... He was a tax advisor and he always saw how happy nurse practitioners were when they came into his office to get their taxes wow. done. Yes. They made good money. They had, uh, you know, balance in terms of being a mom, uh, home life, work life. Yes. And he, he paid attention to that of all the careers, you know, of clients that came in. Wow, that's so, so amazing. I, I, yeah. I really like that. And you know, your father had that leadership and insight to say, oh, these are my children's attitudes and aptitudes, and uh, I'm going to guide them in the right direction. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I wish more parents would do that. You know, got these kids floundering in school. Right. I know when he met my husband, it was a little too late, but he was trying to guide him in the right direction too. You're like, um, he's grown can. up. He's like, it's not going to work now, dad. Right? I love that. That's so wonderful. Yeah. So are you the only one in your family that actually went into medicine? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, at what point did you say, okay, I want to get into aesthetics because, you know, Brigham is a, is a great hospital and everything. And I know that you were there and you, and you had benefits and you had, you had all these great things that come with working for someone. Right. However, what was it that really sparked your interest in aesthetics? For me, um, you know, I had worked at the Brigham for 10, uh, I'd say five years before I started doing palliative care. Mm -hmm. I started doing palliative care and primary care and 
it was such a wonderful transition, but it was also hard because my patients all had terminal illnesses. Um, and so on the side, I felt like I needed to do something with my nursing degree that kept me balanced. And what better than aesthetics? If you're, if you're taking care of people who are dying, other than maybe labor and delivery, something like aesthetic medicine where you know, you make people feel good and they're in a healthy state um, mm -hmm. and they're seeking out your services. I started doing that really to just keep me loving nursing. I didn't want wow. to not love what I did. So, wow. yeah. That's, that's so interesting. I mean, you know, I've talked to um, different, you know, nurse practitioners and things and, and many of them have that same experience that you went through. Like, you know, it was just so grueling or, you know, pain management or you see your patients in pain all the time or right. like you said, terminal illnesses. And it's just like, whoa, I need an outlet that's not death and dying in pain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do see that kind of like thread with a lot of, you know, the nurse practitioners who started before <laughs> five years ago when it became like right. a big trend to just right. jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> and I think with COVID, we'll see this even more that, you know, nurses, it's a really hard job mm -hmm. and um, you don't necessarily get all the love and support in the industry. Yeah. that you deserve. And so for a lot of people, this is a fun job that makes them um, wanted and loved and yes. feel good. Yes. So. And that, that's huge because you have to love what you do. And speaking about loving what you do. So what year did you start, uh, you know, RN Aesthetics? And tell us a little bit mo about what you enjoy most about your business. Yeah. So we started 10 years ago, actually. Um, and at the time, it was called Fresh Face Injectables. Wow. <laughs> and I remember one of my patients saying to me, you know, Michelle, you need something that sounds a little more medical because my husband sees my receipts and it <laughs> kind of gives away what I'm doing in terms of treatment. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? That's a good point. Um, so that's when we started, we mm -hmm. opened our practice, myself and my uh, co-founder, Linda, who's an RN, yes. we opened in 2012 wow. in Linfield. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how we got going. Oh, two rooms, just mm -hmm. the two of us. My mom was our secretary, oh. um, but she was the worst secretary, honestly, because if people came in who... Um, she knew she'd just leave for a drink in the middle of the day and, <laughs> and then <laughs> the phone would ring and we'd have nobody there. That's so, so funny. After a little bit, we were like, we think you probably should just be a client. That's <laughs> so great. You're like, oh yeah, my secretary's gone. She went drinking. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so funny and like what can you really tell your mother like it's right? your mother that's... She, would, she just went rogue she'd always <laughs> show up when she wanted leave when she wanted wow that's so great I love so, that yeah and so you know as you're expanding is I, I love how you and your business partner really started humble you started in two rooms and you know now you're three locations and you know at what point you know in, in your practice growth were you like, okay, 
it's time for more locations and, yeah. and more space. How did you kind of um, gauge that? What partners did you corral to kind of help you make those really big business decisions? So um, after five years of kind of figuring out our secret sauce and having a really solid team, mm-hmm. we loved our location. And initially, we really wanted to take over the whole location because there's a practice upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, he, you know, the physician that was there, he was he wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. And so our way of expanding rather than leaving the home that made us you know yeah. the um because there were such good vibes there and we had put our heart and soul into the place mm-hmm. was really to expand by finding a second location nice. so you know I live on the north shore in Marblehead I would drive back and forth to Linfield and I kept driving by this one spot in Salem that just would like jump out at me yeah and so I called the number and I told the guy I was interested Mm. and he did not know what a med spa was. So he was kind of like nervous. So he said, you know, our rent's pretty high. And I'm like, I can handle that. And he says, what do you girls do? I said, why don't you come to Linfield and we'll give you a tour. And when he came in, honestly, the, the waiting area was packed. It wasn't staged. It was just packed with women, like waiting for treatment. That's so great. He was like, hell yeah, you can come to my, you know, my new space. Wow. So that's how we expanded. The Mm -hmm. Newburyport was just a fluke because we had been open in Linfield Mm -hmm. five years. Then we opened in Salem about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And one of the clients had approached me and said that, uh, the tannery building in Newburyport had this small little space that would be perfect for a satellite location. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in all fairness for her, she lived up there. So she was sick of driving to Salem. <laughs> she was like, want to get another spot for me? Thank you. Right? So we reached out to the landlord and it just kind of like worked out. It was an easy build out. We, you know, small space. Mm -hmm. Um, and it helped us tap into kind of round out the North shore for us and tap into maybe some people that were in New Hampshire or, um, that area as well. That is so great. And and I I really love that because you guys have also won a couple awards because, you know, um, the North shore magazine, um, best of North shore, you guys have won. Um, what are some other accomplishments that you guys have, you know, created? So 2013, so we opened in 2012, and in 2013, Bonds kind of started the Best of the North Shore, mm-hmm. and we opened the magazine, and there we were for Best Facial, and honestly, like, we were shocked because wow. it was the two of us with an esthetician who's still with us to this day. Oh, that's great. And that's really what made us, you know, draw, it drew attention to our practice. Yes. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Since then, we've won over 20 Best of the North Shore awards um, and, you know, some other local accolades. And Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely been such an honor, uh, Mm -hmm. especially the Bonds Award, because that's how you know you've made it when you win Bonds. (laughs) Exactly. Most important, we've won Reader's Choice Awards. So 
you know, the editors, you can do things to make the editors vote for you, but the readers, mm-hmm. it's our really everything. just our fan base, our, yeah. our clients. Yeah, that, that's that's really wonderful. And, and and another thing I want to kind of touch upon, because it's so great that you've built this business and you've also been giving back a lot too. Um, yeah. And, you know, I want to kind of touch upon that because you guys have this whole training program, which is wonderful because, you know, nurses, they ask me and I'm like, I'm not even in this industry like that. I'm like, I'm right. like I don't know where to send you. It's like, you know, I have, there's a couple of places I send them, but, you know, this training program that you put together for, you know, NPs, you know, DNPs, RNs, you know, people who want to get into aesthetics. Tell me how you kind of went about putting that program together, the impetus for that and what it really does. So, you know, we didn't want to start a school because there are some wonderful aesthetic schools in Massachusetts Mm -hmm. and getting basic Botox and filler certification and continuing ed, I think, um, I decided I'd leave that to other people to do. Mm-hmm. The The place that I really saw a gap was once people were certified mm-hmm. and either they opened a practice or they started working for a practice, mm-hmm. um, there was nobody to mentor them. And especially if they were by themselves or maybe with one other provider, there was nobody to maybe you know, do a monthly phone call, uh, mentoring, um, do some shadow days, do some hands-on time. And that is where I really saw the need. So rather than duplicating where I already thought things were pretty good in Massachusetts, Mm -hmm. I said, you know, this seems to be an area that people the what next once I'm certified people really need. Mm -hmm. So that's where we started our mentorship program. So with that, we generally take two um, providers a year because it's Mm -hmm. a lot of work and we really want to focus our attention on them. Mm -hmm. Um, And we do monthly phone calls where they can run through patients that they're having Mm -hmm. trouble with. we do, I, I have them come in for some shadow days with me. I go to yeah. their practice and do some hands-on trainings. Mm-hmm. And it's just somebody there who's already been through the trenches, Yes, um, has already done some of the legwork to mm-hmm. support you. You know, you might have a great medical director or some colleagues, but you need a mentor. And that's where I felt there was lack. Yeah, 100%, you know, because mentorship is so important, no matter, you know, no matter what field that we're in, Yeah. because, you know, taking the courses is not daily practice, right, you know, and and I I think that's something, it's a great gap that you're filling. And, you know, speaking of gaps that are being filled in the industry, I know you recently announced your diversity and aesthetics program, yeah, to really, you know, help to change the face of aesthetics because, you know, it, it, it has to come from practitioners who are already in the field to help change that. So tell me more about the, you know, that program, what really, you know, made you want to get that started and, and how's it going? So we just launched it, um, but we've been talking about it and brainstorming as a team for a while. 
mm-hmm. what we wanted to see. Um, as a trainer, you know, when I go to the Allergan meetings, there are 200 of us mm-hmm. um, non-physician trainers in the country, and you really don't see any diversity. Mm-hmm. There's very few non, you know, uh, the Caucasian blonde female seems to be the, the common <laughs> the norm. theme, honestly. Yeah. And so when I went to these trainings, it very quickly occurred to me that there was a lack of diversity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, then I had to look within my own team because if I'm going to try to create diversity, it has to start from within. Mm-hmm. So we've been actively interviewing and seeking out to diversify our own team Mm -hmm. um, with, you know, men, women, whichever, uh, Spanish speaking, non-Spanish speaking, um, just creating a more diverse group of patients so that when, you know, people come into our practice, they feel like, oh, these people know me. Mm -hmm. And it's not just this group of uh, young white females, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that was one thing. And then really creating a mentorship program where I personally take a mentee or uh, right now I'm in the process of interviewing a few that mm-hmm. rather than them paying me for, because the mentorship program is definitely an investment. It is. I yes. want to give people the opportunity to really get in this industry and be mentored by somebody and and then you know they can lead the charge as well and mm-hmm. and help and so I, that's part of it so mentoring diversifying our own team mm-hmm. um all of all of those things reaching out to Allergan when mm-hmm. i'm sitting on board meetings and really giving them the nudge to say hey we need to diversify this group Mm-hmm. uh trainers etc all yeah, of those things definitely and, and and you know and it's interesting you say that because as far as like you know um w- all of us, no matter our nationality or our, our, sorry, not nationality, our race or what have you, we do, we do age, you know, and we, totally. we do have volume loss. We do yeah. have, you know, territories, all these different types of things. And, you know, maybe if, for example, I probably would not get anything done to my lips. However, you know, as I get older, things might start happening here. Things might start happening here. And, I, you know, and, and that's another consideration. I think also that education in those in those diverse communities as well will help because some people they're like oh yeah I don't need any of that because people think of it and they just think of lips many times right oh yeah yeah (laughs) totally yeah so that's that's very interesting so kudos to you so you know um moving on you know what resources over these past 10 years have you leaned on to make sure that your practice has been a success from a systems and processes standpoint Um, honestly, I've been so fortunate to have such an amazing team that helps. And I think that's key. Um, having people that you trust who are passionate about share your passion about this, that want your business to be successful and run well. Mm -hmm. And we've been fortunate, you know, I have a very good instinct. And Mm -hmm. when I meet someone, I usually know if they're going to have that passion and energy Mm -hmm. and we've been able to create a great team Mm -hmm. 
um, other resources, having a, a supportive medical director, which you and I ha talked about. Yes. Um, who, in my opinion, I think you need a medical director who's actually in the aesthetic field. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Who injects. Yeah. Um, you know, who uses lasers, all of those things, because if you don't have that, well, then when you have a complication or, or an issue, who do you go to? Yeah. So for resources, I'm fortunate to have a great uh, plastic surgeon that mm -hmm. really feels like part of my team. Wow. And I feel like part of his team. I go to his practice and I train his nurses. He mm -hmm. comes to my practice and trains my team. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been a really good resource. Um, and then, you know, just colleagues needing people in the field who have done this and done yes. it well. I pay attention to the ones that have done it well. Yes. What are they doing? What are they using for products? What are they using for technology? Mm -hmm. And talking to them and them being willing to share with me has been really key because in this industry, a lot of people don't like to share, which is kind of yes. crazy to me. Mm -hmm. Don't we all want to be successful? Mm -hmm. You'll hear my dog. It's okay. We like doggies here. <laughs> Everyone you heard the dog. Um, so being successful, the more successful you are, I find in the industry, the more people are willing to share. Mm -hmm. And when you're a newbie and you're insecure and you're not successful, you don't want to share. So it, uh, you know, the sharing piece of it has been a great resource for me. I've found people in the industry who are willing to, to share. Yes, resources and having people that are actually willing to share is really integral. Um, it, and I always say in any industry, because that really separates, you know, the small minded thinking from the, you know, the kind of abundance mentality, because if you're not afraid and you know that what you have is good, you like you said, you have your secret sauce. Right. Like it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. People are going to come to your practice for what you guys offer. Right. You know? Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, over the 10 years, I, I know you've had a lot of accomplishments and a lot of highs and, you know, let's talk about some of the mistakes that you've made some of the lower points and we all have them. And anyone who says that they don't is a whole liar. Right. <laughs> so, so let's talk about them. So what do you think were some of your biggest mistakes or challenges that you made while growing your business and how would you do it differently today if you could change some things? Um, a few things. One would be, you know, we we grew slow initially and then we grew really quickly. And um, you have to pay attention to your growth and who you're adding to your team and making sure that everyone is a key player mm -hmm. um, over the years. You know, we've occasionally added someone to our team who wasn't the right fit mm -hmm. and that was difficult uh for the just the vibe of the team yeah that's one um buying too much equipment so <laughs> in the aesthetic industry you know you're gonna have people who hit you up constantly these sales reps mm -hmm. that they have the latest and greatest of this and that and you you really have to watch your pocketbook and make sure that there's a need for what 
they're trying to sell you? Are people actually asking for it? Is it something that you're going to be successful offering? Mm -hmm. So over the years, we spread ourselves, you know, we did everything. We did hormone management, weight management, mm. we did lasers, injectables, skincare, um, so many different things. And then we figured out, you know what, let's stick to what we do really well. Yes. Keep it small. Uh, skincare, injectables, and lasers for mm -hmm. us. So I think one of the mistakes that I've personally made and that people in the industry make is they just buy too much stuff. The secret sauce is you and your team and not the equipment. The equipment is nice, mm -hmm. but make sure that you're purchasing things that are really, A, appropriate for your patient population, mm -hmm. And B, are going to set you up for a successful practice without spending so much that you can't invest in your practice. You're always paying equipment bills, you yes. know? Yes, or even investing in yourself because you have a great story about coronavirus too. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that a little later, but it's like that whole thing, like, you know, but so is there anything else, like any other mistakes that you made? That you I mean, it, you know, when I first got into the industry, honestly, I too was competitive. Mm -hmm. um, and this is something you and I had talked about. I um, was insecure because being a nurse practitioner, I wanted to be, I wanted to like kick the aesthetic door wide open and just like get in the industry. And it took me a little bit to realize that you have to walk in slowly mm -hmm. and be kind to everyone and not get into the BS that happens in mm -hmm. the industry. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I've really tried to um, back away from any of those types of things yeah. and just focus on myself, my practice, be our own best competition, not worry about what other people are doing around us. Yes. And that really changed the the game for me. Once I once I stopped worrying about other people mm -hmm. and I you know started just focusing on myself and my team, mm -hmm. we we just did better. Wow. Yeah. So the competitiveness, you know, yeah. it's it's something that it's hard because mm -hmm. aesthetics is a crazy field and everyone wants to be the best, but why can't there be 20 best people on the North shore mm -hmm. and everyone's got a, a place for themselves and a great team. And there's plenty of people that need our services. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's so many women and men that are aging or have different things that they want to enhance and, and that shift in mentality that you took, you know, that's, that's huge because when you allow yourself to really connect with like the positive energy that's in this world, you know, great things happen to you. Totally. I'm a big believer in that too. Totally. So that, that's excellent. I love that you learned from you know, the insecurities that you had and, and you made it actually a strength of yours to focus on what you need to focus on. Yep. That's so great. And, you know, what's your biggest gripe in the industry right now and why? Um, that's a tough, yeah. I'm trying 
I was trying to think when I read uh, about that, it's probably the competitiveness, really, mm-hmm. the the nastiness that can happen in the industry, the mm-hmm. the lack of uh, colleague colleague support. Um, yeah. You know, that's like when I go, and of course we haven't done this in a year with COVID, but when I would go to conferences or trainings, mm-hmm. people seemed so just standoff and nervous and um, not friendly and. Mm. It to me, that's my biggest gripe is yeah. everyone just needs to let their put their egos at the door, mm-hmm. check it, and just be supportive of each other. We all need each other. If you if you had a problem um and you're on the North Shore and you have a really bad complication, I would want someone to call me yes. to help them and I would help them. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's my biggest gripe is just the competitiveness and cattiness that goes along with the industry. And I think the more successful you are, sometimes the more people think that you're part of it maybe, or they Mm. just don't like you because you're successful. And that can be a, you know, a difficult thing as well. Yeah, it can be a difficult thing. And 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 if there's any solution for this, <laughs> I, I think it'd be like, get your mind right. Like if everybody just gets their mind right and focuses on the positive things and what they're doing for their little world, which is their clients and their people coming in, it's like a lot of that would dissipate. But that's, okay. I guess, too utopian, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, speaking of, like, you know, um, the industry, you know, there's, like, a lot of hot trends coming out right now. And you see a lot of things. Everybody's into pedo threads mm-hmm. and, I don't know, uh, Russian lips. And there's, like, there's a lot of things right. that are coming out. And, you know, I want to ask you, based on your professional experience, you know, what do you believe is, like, the hottest trend in the industry right now? And what are your thoughts on early adopters with new aesthetic trends? So definitely a hot trend is PDO threads. You see it everywhere. Um, You know, I've kind of stayed away from it um, because number one, in Massachusetts, it's not clear that NPs can even perform it. So I'm not going to get into something because it's a hot trend and try to fly under the radar Mm -hmm. and have the board of nursing like banging on my door. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been something that I've stayed away from, um, body treatments, you know, Mm -hmm. there's so many non-invasive body treatments coming out. And until I see one that really is very successful and a wow, I'm just backing away from that. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it's good skin. It's back to basics, Mm -hmm. like good skincare lasers that really work for all skin types Mm -hmm. and injectables those are the things that we do well and are successful with and some of the other trends I just I just kind of watch and wait Mm -hmm. and and figure out if it's something that are we want to you know add to our practice or not yeah, well, definitely, because, you know, and I, I think that's why, especially in, in, like with medicine to say, OK, let me just see what's going on for a little while. Right. And, and then if you like you said, if you see the need for it, people are really in it. And then and also if you see the legality of it, you know, 
clearly for yourself you're like okay maybe I'll do this I'll I'll offer this so I think that's wise um and I definitely think the hot trend now is coming is the pendulum swinging back to natural normal looking right (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) like you can have aesthetic treatments and look your best and still look like yourself and look natural and look beautiful naturally enhanced um and so the overdone stuff, thankfully being in New England, we didn't see a lot of that, but we did for some, you know, uh, especially young girls would come in and show us pictures of celebrities yes. and they just wanted more, more, more. And so I'm thankful that the new hot trend is mm-hmm. the one we've always adopted, which is uh, keep people looking natural. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that that that's definitely a good thing. Keep people looking natural. You know that Instagram filter that was out for a while, the pillow face. Oh yeah. I was like, oh god, I I didn't I didn't even try it on myself. No. I was like, I'm not even I'm not even going there. Right. That's so yeah. funny. Then my last question for you is, um, you know, I know you're a trainer, you're an educator. And so what would be your biggest word of advice for those coming into the industry? who want to own a med spa or they're in a med spa and they want to, yeah, they want to break out and do their own thing now. Um, Honestly, I think if you have the drive to do it and you're motivated, you'll be successful. But I would say surround yourselves with, surround yourself with really like-minded, passionate people, find yourself a mentor that can help you in terms of just simple things like where do you order supplies from to um, how do you, you know, make your phone ring, all of those things. Um, A mentor is key. A good team is key. Um, And a good financial planner Mm -hmm. is key because you need somebody who's going to help you figure out the safest way to do this where you can have a savings and you're, and you're able to pay yourself. You know, there are a lot of people that own med spas that uh, they don't even pay themselves because they just haven't figured it out. So if you're going to make a career out of it, you need, you need a financial advisor um, who understands this industry and you need a really good mentor and you need a really good team. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and you, you can have said it any better understanding, taking a paycheck, not taking a paycheck really puts a lot of business owners at risk. They don't know how much. Right. <laughs> or they just go into their practice and every so often just t- take something instead yeah. of being on a payroll and, you know, um, ha- having a savings account and putting money aside mm-hmm. um, for a rainy day and being able to pay their team well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and because you did that, you were able to keep all of your employees and not skip a beat during COVID. Right. That was a huge lesson that when we talked before this call, that's a huge lesson that other men's spa owners could take. Like you have to, like you said, put aside for a rainy day. Yeah. COVID was a rainy year. That was, that was a rainy three <laughs> to four months and it took us almost a year. Get back on our feet. But, you know, for patients, the the interesting thing is our patients never were worried that we would close. Mm -hmm. You know, they 
when they came back in, it was like, oh, I'm so glad that you're back in action. But nobody was worried because they knew that that just wasn't in us to just roll over and, yeah. you know, close. We, exactly. we were going to make it work. Mm-hmm. We were going to hustle during our closing. Mm-hmm. And, and we had prepared. Yes. No, probably not for that, but we had prepared. <laughs> you prepared, and, and that's all that matters. You prepared. That's so great. So, Michelle, tell us where can our listeners find you? Um, um, you know, the on Instagram, on your website. Let us know where we can find you. So, Instagram it's rn aesthetics underscore ma, um, and. Yeah, we're on Facebook as well. Our website is RN Aesthetics with an E and laser.com. And um, yeah, we're on the North Shore of Boston in three locations, 19, soon to be 20 women. And uh, we'd love to see you. And if you're new in the industry and you're interested in mentorship or support, um, definitely reach out to us as well. That's excellent. Thank you so much, Michelle. This is great. So much knowledge. Thank you. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Like what you heard? Please leave us a review. I appreciate you listening and your support. Follow us on Instagram at Plan Life Happens and comment on this episode's post. Also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.